Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and a radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today. What's the most annoying thing for recruiters? Maybe the biggest killer, the thing that makes good candidates turn bad? It's being late. You might think to yourself, I'm not the type of person that's late, and that's good that you're not. But have you thought about the things that are outside of your control? Maybe things you haven't considered? For those of you that are new, welcome to the job interview experience. This is the place to be. I'm a former executive recruiter, search firm owner, director of talent acquisition, and your host of the podcast that is helping job seekers get better jobs faster. CNBC just put out an article on this, and it covers the crossover between in-person and virtual interviews and the challenges of both. In this episode, I'm going to dig into some things that might make you late, things you might not know about. We're going to cover those best practices, things to avoid, and what time should you show up for an in-person interview? What about a virtual interview? Too early is bad. It's weird. Video interviews are different, and I'll tell you why. I'm going to read a couple seconds of this article from CNBC because interview tardiness is actually a growing problem. And if you get it right, it's just one more way that you can stand out from the candidates that are showing up late. This is from Morgan Smith at CNBC. The fastest way to ruin a first impression in a job interview is to show up late. And the amount of time interviewers are willing to wait for you is shrinking. Tardiness is the one interview behavior that puts hiring managers off the most. According to a new report from Ringover, a cloud-based telecom provider, which surveyed over 1,200 people who have interviewed job candidates. They didn't call me, by the way. Nothing flags red to a recruiter more than a candidate that can't keep track of time, particularly in roles where deadline management skills are essential, the report notes, adding that lateness, even more so than getting the name of the company wrong or dressing too casually, gives hiring managers the biggest ick. Pre-pandemic, when video interviews were less common, most interviews were willing to give candidates a 15-minute grace period to join the conversation late. Jeff Hyman, an executive recruiter of 27 years, tells CNBC's Make It. 
for that 15 minute grace period, that doesn't mean that you can show up 14 minutes late and you're still cool. That means that if you don't show up after 15 minutes, they're just done. They're calling it quits whether you show up or not. Now that 15 minute window has shrunk to five minutes, both for in-person and phone or video interviews. Hyman says, people just have less patience for excuses. He explains, being late is a huge turnoff because it signals rudeness or a big ego or incompetence and bad planning. End of article, or at least that's all I'm going to read. So you wake up late. Your heart races, traffic throws a wrench in your plans, and suddenly the image of a stern interviewer and the lost job opportunity looms large. It's a nightmare that none of us want to live, and I'll be honest, sometimes things do happen. The key is to understand why lateness is such a big deal and what you can do to avoid it. So first off, why do people even show up late to interviews? I found a 2023 career builder survey that reveals it's usually not intentional. 37% of people blame external factors like unpredictable transportation or unexpected delays. 28% say it was poor time management or misjudging the commute time. And surprisingly, 19% of people confess to oversleeping. So while external factors play a role, remember that excuses, even bad ones, don't erase the negative impact. Everyone has an excuse. That's kind of the joke, right? The dog ate my homework. Now, why is being late such a career killer? It shows a lack of professionalism and respect for the interviewer's time. Time is valuable, and arriving late implies that you don't value that time, creating negative first impression. It undermines your preparedness and organizational skills. And lateness paints you as someone who is struggling to manage their own time effectively, which raises red flags for the recruiter and for employers. It's a really, really competitive market. And in a competitive market, punctuality can be a deciding factor. If other candidates are on time, being late puts you at a significant disadvantage. You might be the best person for the role and you might have all of the best interviews. You might be a comp like the best person they talk to and everyone likes you. But if you were consistently late for one or two or three interviews, if that just was kind of your thing, a good hiring manager, a good department lead is going to look at that and, and say, this person's either not very interested, they're not interested enough to care about getting the job, so they're not going to be very interested when they're here. And you say, this being late is this person's thing, and that doesn't work at our company. You can't show up too late to client meetings. You can't show up late to present to important people here. Or they're just going to think that you're irresponsible, that you're not growing up enough to, to make it on time. So you can be the best. You can perfect your interview. But if you're late for that interview, it's bad news for you. Studies show you're 40% less likely to get the job if you're late. I don't agree with those studies from my observation. I would guess it's actually probably over 60%, just my take. Now, if you're maybe 10 seconds late to a Zoom interview, 30 seconds late to an in-person interview, that's still bad. Being late is late. That's not as big of a deal. I think this is jumping into like the five minutes late, the 10 minutes late. But that's 40% drop or 60% drop. That's a drop no job seeker wants to experience, especially as hard as it is to even get the first interview. Beyond the initial impression, how does lateness impact your candidacy? 
I think it sends a signal to recruiters that you might be unreliable or flaky. It raises concerns, like I said, about your commitment and work ethic, two qualities that employers highly value. And remember here, you can say, oh, I'm committed. You can say, oh, I have great work ethic. You can say, oh, I'm reliable. Showing up late demonstrates in real life what you do. And if you're late for your job interview in real life, which for everyone, almost everyone, is like the most important thing you have to get to, how seriously are you going to take everything else at work? It also creates unnecessary stress and anxiety for the interviewer. Imagine waiting for your candidate to not have them show up or that they show up late and, f and now you're flustered. It's not ideal. It also wastes a lot of people's times. If you're meeting with just a recruiter, that wastes their time, but maybe they're bringing on a recruiting manager. Maybe their department head or department leader, the person you'll be working for. They're likely to also be at some of your interviews, whether it be virtual or in person. So if you're 10 minutes late and there's three people there, that's 30 minutes of company time that you burnt that costs some money. What I typically do, I would spend time on a candidate before the interview. I'd research their background, the company that they worked at, look at their resume again. I'd look at their LinkedIn, maybe specifics on what that company did. I'd read through the answers on their application, reread the cover letter before the interview, fill up my water, make sure the interview room is clean and more. So time is wasted on this beforehand. And, and for the person interviewing you when you're late or no show, all that prep kind of goes down the drain. And also say your interview is slotted for an hour. And then an hour after that, I have another interview. And an hour after that, I have another interview. You're shooting yourself in the foot because when you're 10 minutes late, that eats away at one sixth of your interview. And that's either gonna screw up the rest of the recruiter's day or it's gonna cut you off from having the full experience. So what does all this mean? Essentially showing up late for an interview is a risk you just don't want to take. It's a risk you can't take. But don't panic because I'm going to dig into some strategies to ensure you arrive on time every time. For in-person interviews, figure out your route. Look through the whole route in advance, considering traffic patterns, parking availability, other potential delays. On Google Maps, you can do your route and then you can put your arrive at. So if you're, you can look this up on a Monday, but you can say, how long will it take me to get here on a Friday at 8.30 a.m.? Highly recommend you do that. Depending on where you live, it could take twice as, or three times more time to get there. Do the drive yourself. Figure it out. Figure out what parking's like, what the parking lot is like. Really nail how long it's going to take you to get there, whether it's to train or something else, and factor in extra time. I'll get into the extra time piece a little more in just a second. Embrace being an early bird. Leaving early will feel excessive, but it's better than the stress of rushing it. Speeding in your car, looking out for cops, running to the building or scooting to the building, then you get sweaty. So just think of it as part of your preparation to do all these things. Have backup plans. Familiarize yourself with public transportation if that's relevant to where you live. Those schedules, make sure you have an Uber or Lyft or whatever else is out there now app handy as that's your safety net, Ubering there. And that's why it's important to make sure you can get there ahead of time because it's gonna take time to call the Uber and have them show up. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Communication is also important. So if you think you might have issues, inform the interviewer in advance. Say there's a big snowstorm coming. Just be honest and say, hey, look, I'm planning to be there way early, but just know with this big snowstorm, I also want to be safe. So I want to make you aware. You can also email them if you're running late. That's fine to do. So just send the person you interviewed with a quick email and say, hey, something came up with traffic or something came up with transportation or the train or whatever. Uh, I'm hoping to be there on time, but please forgive me. I, I might be five minutes late or 10 minutes late. Better than leaving them hanging. It's not an email you want to send. It hurts to send, but better than leaving them hanging. Here's the number one biggest thing you can do for an in-person interview. Be plenty early, like 20 minutes early, even 25 minutes early, even 30. But don't get there early. Don't park in the company's parking lot park like a block away at a gas station or outside a retail store, the closest grocery or whatever is close by gas station, grocery store, whatever. So now you're, you're there, quote unquote, you can breathe easy. If your car doesn't happen to start or something like that, you can easily walk there, but you're there. You get what I'm saying? So that's off your mind. If you take public transportation, just stop at a coffee shop or something nearby. What's important about this? is that you're now there, like I said, you're home, you're safe, the plane's landed, but it's not wasted time. This is your time to prep, not the only prep, not the only prep you're doing for this whole thing, but prep, reread your resume, read back through the job description, look at your sample interview questions you have, maybe practice responding to them a couple times out loud, review the company website and the leadership team, even on your phone, it's perfectly fine. It's the perfect time for a quick review. I should have said review, not prep. This is your review spot. And giving that 20 minutes is perfect. As far as walking into the building. So after that time that you sit there, you're going to drive across the street and make sure you get there. So now let's talk about walking in the building. I'd try to be through the building doors, walking through them five minutes early. 20 minutes, in my opinion, is too early. Unless it was requested in like an email or by the recruiter beforehand. 10 minutes is fine too. Nothing wrong with being 10 minutes early. I'm saying in the building. But in my professional opinion, and I've been around this a lot, the longer you wait in the waiting room, the more your nerves will grow and the more awkward it can get. So too long can hurt. So shoot for five to 10 minutes before your interview, you're through the door. You can choose do the 10 minutes or the five minutes. So there, it's laid out super easy. Next up is video interviews. First, I want to thank Ray090909 for the review on Apple Podcasts. Ray090909, 
said very useful tips and examples. Your podcast has very useful tips and answers to common interview questions and make the answers stand out. The examples help a lot. Truly effective. And Adrian G on Apple Podcast said, providing the five stars is the least I can do to show my appreciation for your generosity with your time and experiences. Shout out to Adrian and Ray for leaving reviews and supporting my efforts to help you succeed in your job search. Head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a rating and a review if you would today. Now for video interviews. Test your internet connection microphone and camera beforehand. Maybe use it every day and you're comfortable with it. Just make sure everything works, especially if it's maybe a little bit rusty. Make sure that laptop starts up and that everything works. This is days before you interview. Ensure everything is working smoothly to avoid last minute technical hiccups. Make sure your computer's software is up to date. Also make sure you've granted permission for the video chat software to use your camera and microphone. This is huge. This is like the biggest thing of interviews of the last couple years, this is the biggest mistake people are making. Maybe you use Zoom every day, but this interview is on Google Meet, or maybe it's on Microsoft Teams. Each of those programs need permission for your microphone and camera. I ran into a thing where I had to do this for one. I had to close my browser to restart the permissions one of them required my Mac to give a permission to the thing. I, who knows? This will get in your way and make you late. So try and start a separate session of your own on your virtual interview platform or click all the way to your interview starting link. Start every, click everything all the way except for like join now. Don't click that. That starts your interview. And that might alert the people on the other end that you joined it, even if it's a couple days early. But go through as much as you can. If you use Microsoft Teams, if you use Google, just try and start a session of your own. Start a session with a friend. You can usually do them solo to make sure that the mic works, the camera works, that the permissions are granted, that your browser is right, that it's asked all the permissions. I'm serious about this for video interviews. If you're new to this, unless you have been working at home and you're used to all this, make sure you get it right. Sometimes you even have to start your computer before you go forward. You don't want to. You don't want to go through this 10 seconds before your interview starts. I'm telling you now, get this out of the way beforehand or you will be late for your video interview. Set multiple alarms and reminders for the interview, time and platform details. Make sure you have the link for your video interview. Don't just be sure that it's in the email from the recruiter. Copy and paste an email to yourself Double check that the link in the calendar is the exact same as the link from the recruiter or the one that you've emailed to yourself. Maybe they've changed locations, right? Be really sharp about this stuff. I've seen so much of this. That's why I can give so many examples. Maybe they switched platforms. They started using Office 360 and they used to use Google Meets or Zoom or a built-in program. So make sure everything works. Make sure that you're like 90% of the way logged into the meeting and all the way through the platform and your settings are adjusted, do that like five minutes before your meeting. A professional profile picture uploaded to your Google Meets or Microsoft 360 or Zoom or whatever. So you know how you make a profile on those? I think it looks really good to upload a profile picture to do that beforehand. I won't get into this. Make sure you turn on your camera for your virtual meeting. People don't do that, like to leave their camera off because they feel more nervous. It honestly really hurts candidates. 
unless the recruiter doesn't like turn on their camera either and neither party does, which is not good either, but I won't get into that. Punctuality is really important. I would say the earliest you should be for your Zoom or your virtual meeting is about a minute. I think that's good. 30 seconds is also good. 10 seconds is cutting a little close because sometimes it can take a second to connect. So I'd say shoot for a minute, minute to 30 seconds beforehand. Be there. That minute gives you some buffer in case something goes wrong, but you don't want to get there too early. The recruiter will probably show up right on time or late because they're a recruiter and sometimes we're late too. By taking these steps and showing up on time, you're demonstrating respect. Sorry, I'm still laughing because I make fun of recruiters a lot. And I guess I was one. So sorry, all the recruiters out there. By taking these steps, you're demonstrating respect, organization, commitment, reliability, timeliness, qualities that every employer desires. And who knows, your punctuality might even impress the interviewer and give them the extra edge. Being early should just be normal. But these days, maybe that'll just cause you to stand out. That was a deep dive into ways to avoid being late. I hope I've enlightened you on some ways, some things that you might run into that can unexpectedly cause you to be late. It's amazing what can cause you to be late for an in-person interview. A flat tire, a car doesn't start, someone might hit you beforehand, you might be in an accident, the train might be late, car accident might cause a traffic jam, your maps can take you to the wrong spot. I've had that happen to me. The address gets goofed up. Maybe the building, the actual building is confusing to get into, right? right? Like suite 102 versus suite 201. There's a lot that can get in your way, but take control of everything you can. You can't control that traffic accident in front of you. You can't control the pothole, but you can control that 30 minute buffer that you arrive early, not in the parking lot, but early. I hope this helps. I hope this episode helps people be early for their interview. People who might otherwise have been late. My job, it turns out my calling is to share what I know with you. I've interviewed thousands and thousands of people. I've looked at more resumes than that and made thousands of decisions to hire and not hire at all levels from working at a manufacturing facility, hiring machinists and things like that to recruiting executives, hiring for C-suites, both as an executive recruiter and a director of time acquisition. I want to share everything I know with you. And so far I have, but there's a lot more coming. Remember to subscribe to the job interview experience, no matter what your podcast player is, make sure to hit subscribe now so that you stay up to date on the latest episodes and information that I have coming out. Thank you for listening. I'll be back with more soon. Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes. Don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet, and then you can look through my availability 
without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over. You won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today.